0: What's up, birders? Welcome to episode three of Dial B for Birder. Yeah. So here we are. We're at um, Gar- Garrison Point. Garrison Point on the Martin Luther King Jr. Regional Shoreline. Yeah. And so we're in Oakland, California. Uh, I guess we should describe our, our settings. We're we're within uh, bird's eye view. No, just regular eyes view. Of the, was that a good joke? No, no, no you don't like <laughs> no, it? Okay. that. That doesn't even make sense. All right, well our producer edited out. Uh, we're near the uh, the Coliseum and uh, the Oracle Arena, oh, Oakland. It? It's also a bridge. What is that bridge? There's some marsh. <laughs> There's some marsh around us. Some water. This would be good activity for your, if you're uh, tailgating, you know, you could go birding in the morning and then just head right over and get drunk in the parking lot. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking at uh, water, we see a bunch of coots. Um, you know, call back to last episode, am I right? Yeah, that seems to keep happening. We keep seeing birds that we remembered. Right. I guess because we uh, weren't familiar with any birds before, so we're like building up all of the common birds are like, uh, it's still exciting. It's good that people are listening to these early episodes, because by episode 200, we'll be so deep into birding, like you know it's like you can't jump in on episode 200 you know because right. we're, we're building up our bird vocabulary and our bird uh you know knowledge so it's only going to get deeper from here folks and so then you'll be able to once we have like 200 episodes then you can based on your level of bird acknowledge that's where you start <laughs> so right. if you're like a novice you go all the way back yeah yeah this. but we're still uh bush league right now right Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although we do know coots. We do know coots. And we're throwing out guesses, you know. Look at that. That duck looks kind of familiar from uh, last time. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of water birds. We'll see. We'll find out. Oh, let me read off the list of birds that we're looking for. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like Pokemon, you know? Like we're trying to be Pokemon masters and we're trying to find Pokemon. Is it like that at all? Yes. Okay. It's like, but they're all Pidgeys. <laughs> they're all Pidgeotos? Yeah. All right. What are we looking for? Okay. Uh, the resident birds uh, we're looking for here are the clapper rail, and what I'm really hoping to see this is rare, so, you know, it's unlikely, but the burrowing owl, mm. which my mom has seen several times and gets extremely excited about. It's one of her favorite birds. It's very cute. It's got, uh, it stands outside of its little hidey hole on the ground and it's got the, like, extremely long legs for its body. It looks like, uh, one of those popsicles with two sticks sticking out of the bottom. Mm. Except instead of uh, frozen juice, there's an owl there. <laughs> and it's one of those birds that looks funny because of, you know, how it's got a very serious look. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, The seriousness along with this goofy body is where the comedy comes from. Right? right. You've commented before that one of the enjoyable things about birds is it seems like they take themselves very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. But actually, I, man, I saw. I was looking at... Have you heard about the new yellow cardinal that's been uh, the new y- spotted? Well, they're still creating new birds? I'm not new, but it's the hot news in the birding community right okay. now. all right. And they've got birders flocking to Alabama in droves. Oh, man. Because there's a special yellow cardinal that's been spotted. It's, it's a rare genetic mutation in cardinals. Whoa. Instead of making them red, it makes them yellow, and everyone is fucking <laughs> hyped about this. So I looked it up on YouTube to see what the fuss is about, and... Sure enough, the yellow cardinals dope as fuck. Yeah. It look, he just looks really cool. Cool. He's got this little like black band across his eyes that looks kind of like sunglasses. Whoa. I'm probably reading into it, but it looks like he really knows he's hot shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the most exciting thing to happen in Alabama since desegregation. <laughs> Sorry. i been <didn't>, <laughs> waiting for that one. Uh, well, that's cool, man. Well, I mean, we're probably not going to see an owl, right? Because it's daylight, right? Aren't they sleeping right now? No, nah, you can see burrowing owls in the daytime. So. Oh, okay. Um, all right, so we got two birds that we're looking for, and I'm sure we'll see many more. Uh, let me read. Sorry, we got some uh, other key yeah, yeah, ones yeah. right here. Uh, let me just read them off real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Western and Clark's Grebes, the Eurasian mm-hmm. Wigeon, mm-hmm. the Long-billed Curlew, Mm -hmm. I think that's a bird that feeds in the mud. Oh, gross. Okay, yeah. All right. Ruddy duck, horn-necked grebe, blue-winged teal. This isn't all of them, but these are some of what we're looking for. Okay. Mostly water uh, birds. Yeah. Okay, well, we're keeping the water theme going. Water is important. It's in our bodies, and we drink it, and it's good. Amen. Yeah. (laughs) All right, well, we'll check back. All right, so here we are. Eight forty-three. We just encountered a group of birders. Um, what's the demographic of those birders you would say? I'd say right on the money. <laughs> yeah, I would Looks say, like everyone who was in my birding class. Right. 40 to 65 white. Mm, yep. And uh, we went up tried to talk to them. Uh, only one lady was interested in talking. She was very friendly though. Everyone else was deep in their birding. They had no time they had to, to no time. back to basics. Back to basics, yeah, yeah. So she informed us of some of the birds. Maybe she has a kid who like doesn't care about birds. Oh, we should've asked her if she wanted to adopt us. <laughs> ah, well. Um, I already have a birding mother. So. Oh, okay, well. Humble brag number 27 <laughs> for Jesse this morning. Um, you so, need to get a hat, Thomas. Can I also say that? Every okay. birder has a hat. Look yeah. at that whole crowd. Everyone's got some kind of headgear on. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, a jaunty hat is preferred, correct? Mm, well, not too jaunty. Right, not yet. too jaunty. You're talking about the angle or just... Uh, just remember, remember the birding book. Can that, a hat in itself be jaunty? Yeah, I think so. The birding book that we read... Remember I said like oh no uh, particular attire required just a jaunty hat and a nice pair of walking boots or whatever. Remember this said <laughs> that, that episode one. I Come forgot on, that. All right, anyways. Um, so yeah, she informed us of some of the birds around here. There's um, there's scops, which are like ducks but different. <laughs> Um, a grayish beak that Thomas saw is blue. Yep, yeah. I am a uh, confirmed colorblind, so. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What race am I? <laughs> Asian? <laughs> um, and uh, what were the, uh, the long-billed. Um, Dowager? Dowagers, yep, yep. And I tried to take a picture, they all um, s- flew away. Um, And then some willets, which mm -hmm. I am constantly mistaking as sandpipers. Mm. I actually got corrected. My mom corrected me on this last weekend. But Mm. I still, I just assume, I think because there's a sandpiper motel in Stinson Beach. Whenever I see a a bird with a sort of long bill digging around in the mud, uh, like a sewing machine, as Uh the lady uh, uh, eloquently put it. I always think it's a sandpiper. But I think a lot of the time it is a willet. Uh, which the town of Willits, California is. Oh, in where is Denver, that? I believe it's up in the north in like weed trimming country. You know? mm, okay. Mendocino County, I think, or maybe the one north of that. Gotcha. All right. Well. Anyway. Oh, you want to smoke some weed? I got some weed in my coin pocket. <laughs> no, I don't want to smoke weed. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> Let me stop this recording. Yes, I want to smoke weed. <laughs> 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 All right. Anyways. Hell yeah. Uh, back to it. That's an egret. Ooh. I think a snowy egret. The, you can, the black le- one of them has black legs. There's a great egret and a snowy egret. Uh-huh. One of them has black legs. And the other one has black feet and yellow legs. Uh-huh. I think that's a snowy egret. Uh-huh. Gah! Don't listen to that, folks. I was giving you bad egret information. In fact, actually, both the snowy and great egret have black legs. Uh, The way that it breaks down is this. The great egret has a yellow bill, black legs, and black feet. And the snowy egret has a black bill, black legs, and yellow feet. And uh, if that's too hard to remember, use this mnemonic device that I just wrote. You look at the feet of the bird and say this rhyme to yourself. If it's snowy, feet are showy. If it's great, they're black as Nate. And uh, remember that yellow is a showy color, and uh, picture a black celebrity named Nate, like Nate Robinson or Nate Dog. And uh, if you remember the mnemonic device and also the addendums to the mnemonic device, then you will be able to tell the differences between the egrets in the future. Okay, uh, back to the show. Well, we thought of uh, when we weren't recording. We thought of a good. I thought of a good uh, trucker name for myself. We saw a cat uh, running around, and we we're like, "Oh, a swamp cat!" And I was like, "Swamp cat, that's my trucker name." So I could say, I could say um, racist uh, setups I as think swamp it's cat. Right on the money. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over swamp cat, good one. Oh, <laughs> uh, you swamp cat. Um... <laughs> Well, anyways, uh, any other birding thoughts at this time, Jesse? Uh, well, it says there's a mouse here. It uh, hides in the pickle weed, so we'll keep an eye out for that. Cool. Not as, you know, we're just, birds are still our number one priority. Yeah. We're not, you know. That's probably why the swamp cat is here. It's looking for that mouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. this would be a good place to be a cat. You got little little tiny birds and mice everywhere. Yeah. Maybe uh no, I told myself I wasn't gonna say anything about dead prostitutes. <laughs> don't jinx it. <laughs> All right, so I don't. Oh, just stopped. I don't know if you can pick that up, but there's a bunch of uh, seagulls having a yucking it up in the background. Jesse said they're western gulls. That's like a one that I always end up seeing in the bird books I think the most most seagulls you see are western gulls, mm, okay. but actually there's like uh there are, that's like really advanced birding is like the differences between gulls I think is some of the hardest most advanced uh, stuff to detect. yeah, I could see that um, there's probably an earthquake coming I bet it's ooh close. and they're predicting it yeah it's interesting how their yuck yucks come in waves, you know. Like, they'll all be silent, and then one of them will start laughing, and it'll just... All of a sudden, they're all yucking it up, you know? <laughs> they're so annoying. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're Like so- dogs and shit. Like, God, one just starts, and they all join in. Yeah. But can you imagine being a bird during an earthquake? How fucking dope that would be? <laughs> <Just> like, yeah. <laughs> Bye! Yeah. Well, maybe that's why there's so many cool birds here, because they know this is earthquake country... And, uh, for some reason, that was a tongue twister. Uh, and so, you know, they want they're, like, just waiting for the next earthquake so they can just be above the air, or in the air, watching us assholes shaking around, you know? I have that I have the fantasy when I'm, like, taking off on a plane from the Bay Area. I look uh, down and go, like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's terrible, Jesse. Um, yeah, I remember, um... My, my grandpa telling me a story, he was like in Ohio or something for some meeting when he was working back in the 60s. And uh, and some guy like asked him, like, oh, uh, so where, where are you coming from? He's like, oh, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. And he's like, oh, the guy was like, oh, I could never live there. And my grandma was like, oh, why is that? He's like, oh, too many earthquakes. <laughs> my grandma was like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, it shouldn't be enough to. <laughs> I, I actually used to do a lot of nervous googling about earthquakes. It used to be a big fear of mine, and there were lots of like people would be like, "We." My husband and I had to move to Denver. We just <laughs> we couldn't live in the fear, and that actually emboldened me to not be afraid of earthquakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's one thing if like you live in an area where it's like every year you're like, "Oh, it's hurricane season," but like you know, whatever. It's like if you're in LA. There's a chance there might be some because people say they're, they're like on the fault line or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but whatever. If that happens, it happens. You know. Earthquake's a good natural disaster to pick, actually. I, yeah. I would pick it over a lot of other ones. Yeah, over a tsunami. Yeah, or a mudslide. A mudslide. Yeah. Volcano. Right. Um, tornado. Tornado's cool, actually. Yeah. I I think I would like a tornado. Yeah. 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 I'd, I would. I love the idea of hanging out in a storm cellar. Ooh. Or what about being in the eye of the storm? What if you got into the eye of the storm and then you stayed in that eye? And then you be the dream. You'd That's be saved, what every storm right? chasing is really chasing. Yeah. Oh. Can cool. you ma- imagine how shitty a storm chasing podcast would be? <laughs> like wind just in the middle of a tornado trying to record all right. that. Right. And like and like 11 out of 12 episodes is them just like planning and thinking about storms. <laughs> You know? Yeah. What kind of We're life back is at that? base? Who are storm chasers? What? <laughs> There's so many things that I just everything seems like an incredible waste of time to me Well, I think a lot of storm chasers are recovered drug addicts chasing that. Old chasing exciting, that high? Yeah. Yeah, they should just find Jesus in my opinion <laughs> um, All right very exciting. Well anyways, Uh. Oh, oh Jesse we should you know, we should mention our equipment here So Jesse brought some binoculars, which we have not used I brought a um, birding vest that I was gifted for my birthday. Oh, you're wearing it right now? I'm not. I'm not. I'll uh, put it on. My uh, my my lovely coworkers gave it to me, and it's incredible, guys. It was great. We'll be sure and take a picture of me in the vest, and uh, people can view that. I bet the other birders would have treated us a lot more seriously if you yeah, if we had the vest on. Yeah, but then uh, I would say one sentence about birds, and they would know mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a phony, you know. They'd be, they'd start talking bird language, and I'd be like, Gl-. Well, you got you can't be making that noise all the time if you're trying to <laughs> seem like a pro. Yeah, mm, maybe that's why people don't take me seriously at work because I'm a grrr. <laughs> <laughs> all right, wait, well, hey, that's a great tip, Jesse. I appreciate it. Sure thing. Um, all right. Well, anyways, uh, we'll check back when there's more cool birds. All right, here we are. It's 9:50 a.m. and Thomas is about to bust a freestyle. Yo, I'm <laughs> um, trying to right. wing it. Winging it would be another good name uh, for this show. Winging it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah not yeah. good name. Okay, here's what. Oh, do you see that bird just dashing in the water? Yeah. Yeah. What is that guy? Uh, that little white bird? Yeah. I'm not sure. Mm, all right. Um, all right. Well, here's another thing. We're we're talking about wings. I don't understand. Like, I feel like it's like really popular phenomenon right now to like eat super hot wings yeah you know, there's like a whole like youtube channel right people eat hot wings and then, and then their their face gets hot and they're celebrities and people laugh <laughs> celebrities doing mundane things is like a very popular thing i know yeah. It's incredible. It's like, it's it's funny, a lot of the anecdotes you see those celebrities telling on talk shows, you think, like, if your friend told you that anecdote, you'd be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> the story sucks, bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My friend was watching a video yesterday of Jennifer Lawrence taking a lie detector video. Uh, but... And they were just asking her, like, because they can't ask her, like, what's the weirdest sexual thing you've done, you know? It was all just, like, questions like when did when were you scared last or just like the most like g-rated questions ever because she's a celebrity she's not going to reveal anything revealing about herself you know so anyways like yeah celebrities doing like mundane things is like an entire genre on i the- click on those stupid youtube clips i've tried to stop myself recently i click on those like talk show interview clips on youtube i don't know why i fucking hate celebrities <laughs> Well, uh, Jesse, you were talking about a, uh, a, a new bird, Im- or no, new impression of an Englishman? Oh, yeah. Okay, all right, all, right, all right, This is the Englishman who thinks that bird watching is about, uh, spying on underage girls, because <laughs> bird means woman in England. Uh-huh. It is a nice bird. <laughs> oh, look over there. I think I see a couple of birds heading over to the churro stand. churro <laughs> stand. Right yeah a lot of churro stands there's a in nice latin, latin bird <laughs> a lot of churro stands in england okay i don't know if, you, I don't know if you've been there recently but it's all well like, we were by the fairgrounds so i think that's what oh uh, okay uh yeah yeah. yeah yeah a lot of taco trucks a lot of churro stands like i'm not a character expert you're not a anglo anglo what's the term when you love is that right anglophile yeah yeah mm. mm-hmm. okay i, do, I mean i like yeah I do good accents, but I don't do good characters. Right. If someone were to declare themselves a uh, file of any type, would you be interested in hanging out with that person? If they were like, <laughs> I'm a bit of a cinephile. Have you seen The Godfather? <laughs> Anybody who uh, proclaims themselves I'm to a be... a little bit of a cocaineophile. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know the term francophile if you're really into French stuff. Yeah, that's yeah, a tough one. Gross. To reckon yeah, with. Yeah. I think in no one anyone who self identifies as any type of file is not good. Pedophile, <laughs> no thanks. What else? Birdophile. Yeah. Chill bro file. See that's not a thing. Yeah, you don't want to hang out with any files. Uh <laughs> alright, well, uh well, I would say the uh the birding so far I'm a pedophile. I'm obsessed with the organization people for the ethic the <laughs> Peta- that Peta. wasn't worth cutting in. Eh? <laughs> No, is, that, is pita still around as an? no organi- pita bread you're a pita bread file <laughs> that's better pita bread file you could take out the name of your pita pit store right pita bread store mm. I feel like pita bread and pita the organization were both at their peak in the 90s and now no one cares about them that's true yeah my car came with like a pita bumper sticker on it and I felt weirdly embarrassed about it yeah even though I agree with like most of them. Well, but then they like did all that shit like they like released the statement about Obama killing the fly and stuff And they like yeah, they took it to a degree where everyone was annoyed by them. They got too extreme. Yeah Yeah, I remember my my sister used to subscribe to their magazine when they're at their peak power It's and just pictures of animal torture. Yeah, well, and it was like a lot of like celebrity. Did you see the new bloody chicken centerfold? <laughs> it's a great fold-out <laughs> There's a lamb getting its hoof cut off (laughs) with a hot knife. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, I don't think it was a lot of that. I remember, like, articles where they interview celebrities, and they're like, I love dogs. I don't eat meat. And it's just like a feel-good puff piece. Back when, like, people wanted PETA to like them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of celebrities, yeah, were doing that in that time. Right. Yeah, yeah. And this is when my my sister was a, a vegetarian, and... And I, in turn, being the the easily influenced younger brother, too, was a vegetarian. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. That's why you hate animals so much now. Yeah, yeah. I got to make up for. You did all a the, weird flip. All of the meat I didn't uh, eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, um, I'm like a converted neo-Nazi, you know. Now I'm volunteering at the black soup kitchen. <laughs> but instead of doing, I night- don't know if just eating factory farm chicken <laughs> is a. Equivalent. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Instead of giving back to communities, I am just uh, eating things that I didn't eat previously. <laughs> yeah. Um, There's a happy medium. I, right. Um, well, I would say so far we haven't seen too many cool birds. Well, here's the interesting thing I was talking about with my mom, actually. Uh-huh is how rarity like adds to how excited you get about certain birds, but a lot right. of the most common birds are some of the most cool looking. And if they were rare, like like if, you, if a mallard was super rare and you saw like a male ma- mallard, you'd uh-huh. be like, you're losing your shit. Right. They look super cool, you know? Or how chickens have that teal on their like back. Or, uh-huh. There's lots of like sort of common cool looking birds. Right. As actually, one of the birders in that group pointed out, mm-hmm. he was like all excited. like Do you see anything? He's like nothing rare, but nothing rare. <laughs> he was rare, still hyped to. They're you? all. I, I asked him if you seen anything good, and he's like, it's all good. Yeah, we just kind of, was just kind of a response I hate. It's like you know, you know, one of my pet peeves is uh, if you go to a restaurant and you ask the waiter or waitress what's good here. And they're like, everything's good. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, so you're saying nothing's good then. Or record store clerks. I can't fucking get recommendations out of these record store clerks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when you ask them, they just say, all the CDs are good. Well, I had a, I was at the record store the other day, and uh, there's like one guy who has been giving me some recommendations that aren't very good. But uh, <laughs> I was like asking him like why record store clerks are so like reluctant to give recommendations. And he was like kind of like being asked if you know any good jokes or something you know it's like hard to think on the spot and i was like oh yeah that's a good point but then when i was leaving the store i was like but you work at a record store <laughs> yeah, you, should yeah, have yeah. A, you should be prepared for people to ask you what right. is the good music to listen to <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah in yeah. every single genre too right i i 100 agree with you jesse i think that analogy is shit that's just a lazy record store clerk. It's terrible. I just hate how I wait. It seems so logical in the moment. Yeah. You know how that happens sometimes. Right. If Someone does a good like analogy, and you're like, right. yeah. If someone if someone tells you something in a very like confident, convincing manner, then you're like, wow, great point. And then like a minute later, you're like, what the fuck was that guy talking about? But if it just goes to show, like, you can really bullshit your way through life. You know, if you talk with confidence and you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I feel like cursed. I always think of like really good shit to say in like five seconds. I'm like quick, but not quick enough so that I can be like witty and quippy. I think of like, yeah, yeah, I think of yeah, yeah. shit in like, if I just have five seconds to repair. Right. Which is why I like talking in a group of like six people. That's what Ooh. I'm really off fire in because I right. got a little time to like. Jump in with a laugh. Come and in with them quips. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. That's good. Or, you know, like there are some people where you say something and they like take a beat to respond, you know? Like they're gathering their thoughts whenever you're talking with them. Yeah. Maybe you could be like one of those guys. Take that extra beat. It works like really well. And like you like gain more respect for that person. You like listen what they say more. Yeah. And like it, it it's like it's like people who will like take that extra beat where it's like starts to get uncomfortable and then they start talking. That's kind, it's kind of a power move, you know? It totally is. Because you're like, should I start talking? Like I remember when I was younger, when uh, I would say something, like this this happened in like job interviews, like I would say a statement and then they would not respond for a beat or two and then I just like continue to talk because I was like, what are we going to do? Just stare at each other? <laughs> but no, they were just taking that extra beat. Yeah, yeah. that's what they love. Right, yeah, yeah, overeagerness yeah. Over-eagerness is pretty much the least cool thing. It's like a big turnoff for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been actually thinking about that a lot recently, trying to slow down. I think part of becoming a mature adult is learning to, like, be comfortable in silence. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right, that's it. So here we are. It's 10.07 a.m. We are standing in front of a, a hole in grass and we're looking at a mole or gopher. What, you seem to know what it is. No, it's just like confidence, like we talked about. Before. Oh, okay, all right. I'm gonna say it's a mole. I was gonna, yeah, yeah, okay. I think that's okay. I'm gonna say gopher, but. All right, well, agree to disagree. Um, so I would say that it's not a bird. <laughs> Check the birding book and there's nothing that looks like it in there. <laughs> it's kind of the opposite of a bird because instead of being in the air, it's in the dirt wow that's a great point thank you I think it's cute I like it I tried to take a bunch of picks so hopefully I got at least one good one but um that's what makes me think it's a gopher because moles are like ugly I think oh really yeah it's pretty adorable I would love to have one as a pet I think it's cute how they're like burrowing and stuff and always digging you know It'd be cool to have one as a pet if you had, like, an ant farm set up in your Oh, fitness. Jesse, that's a great idea. Like, a huge, like, glass, like, aquarium-type thing Yeah. with, like, dirt, and you could see it making cool little tunnels. Well, I just watched uh, Fast, Cheap, and Out of Control, the documentary that, like, interviews different weird experts and different experts. There's, like, a lion tamer oh. and a... Uh, uh, some like robotics guy and then one of the guys that expert in naked mole rats Whoa, and there's a part about him designing the exhibits and they look like that It's like a cool ant farm exhibit and then naked mole rats build little tunnels. Whoa, really? Yeah, that's cool It's pretty tight. We just had some uh, excited joggers run past us uh, Engage a couple, in a, of, <laughs> a couple yeah. of beds Engage in an animated conversation. That's great. They're living a good life. Good for them um, yeah, I can't talk while I'm jogging. Yeah I recently went on uh, a run with one of the doctors I work for. I met him at 6 a.m. Did I tell you this? No. I met him at 6 a.m. in Pacifica. Like, because he's like, you want to go for a run tomorrow morning? I was like, okay. And he's like, meet me here at 6 a.m. tomorrow. I'm like, fuck. All right. We went to some mountain trail. We ran for two hours. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was running behind him and, like, uh like he was talking like the whole time. It was very strenuous. <laughs> I'm not used to running that much, but I didn't want to be a pussy and be like, can we slow down, you know? So I was like, all right, we're doing this. And at one point I, I tripped, I fell and like ate shit, but I was running behind him. So I like popped back up hella quick. And he turned around, he's like, you okay, Thomas? I'm like, yeah, I'm still running. <laughs> And I like scraped up my leg and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was an experience. Oh, I wish I could have uh, jogged along behind. Yeah, and it was like it was like the trail was like really bad and like okay. slippery, and I wasn't in like I was in just like like running shoes, you know, like very slick. So I did not have traction, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just goes to show. There's always some level. There's always someone out, Thomas and Thomas. Yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty intense. And then I told uh, another. Uh, doctor about what had happened and she was like that is very presumptuous of him to assume like you're down to run for two Hours up and down a mountain I'm like yeah, that's a great point. He loved it. <laughs> yeah, but it was good. It was a good experience uh, so um, Get out there and exercise everyone. I don't know Yeah, but we were like running in the dark because it was 6 a.m. And it's wintertime, you know Yeah, so running in the d- Oh, yeah. 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 So I was like, by the time we got done at eight, like the sun was was out, but we're still in the dark for part of it, you know? Fuck that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good though, because it's like one of those things in the moment, you're like, this is terrible. But then when you're done, you feel like hot shit. Yeah, know? going, yeah, there is something about cresting a hill. It really is, uh, you can't be captured any other way. Yeah, but I don't understand the people that are like, I wake up every morning at 5 a.m., I run five miles, Then I showered, go to work, strong day. Because uh, that day, later that day, at like like 3 p.m., I felt like hot garbage and I took a nap on my office floor. (laughs) I was like, I can't function, I just laid down. (laughs) So, uh, you know, very productive work day. Maybe that's the secret to that life, is just going to bed at 3 (laughs) p.m. Yeah, maybe never wake up. Go <laughs> call it quits. Yeah, yeah. No, I can't. I can't understand the people. Like, I don't understand how people can go to sleep like soon after coming home from work. You know? Oh, no, that's me. Yeah. I'm too good at it. Really? Yeah, I always have goals to like do shit when I come home from uh-huh. work. And but you just I start go to trying sleep? to write, and then I fall right asleep. Well, you you work late hours, so it makes more sense. But, like, if someone worked, if someone got off at 5 p.m. and they're like, well, I'm in bed by 6.30, like, you'd be like, this is an insane person. <laughs> right? I don't know. That, I do have a dream. I, like, fantasize about being a guy who goes to bed at, like, 6.30. Why? I don't know. It just seems like a great, it seems like, I don't know, My like, mind would actually work or something. I, I feel like that might be good if, like, you're trying to avoid society. Yeah. You know? Maybe that's why old people do I'm up by 3 a.m., go to sleep at 6 p.m. You know? It's like, oh, so, like, when people are up and about, you are not. Yeah. There is is a little bit of, like, I'm better than you for the people that are, like, I wake up at 4 a.m. every morning, and then you get to feel bad about, like, oh, I wake up at 6.30, you know? Like, it's a little bit of a—it's, like— It's, like, cultural capital to be, like, I wake up earlier than you. They always do that shit. People love to do that shit, like, if you're with someone, like, on a trip or, like, if you have a family member who's, like, a morning person, they'll, like, come back while you're like coming out of bed to go get breakfast and they'll come out and be like god it's a beautiful day outside (laughs) and it's like a secret slam on you for like not enjoying the outdoors enough right yeah 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 yeah. whenever i'm in a family setting i'm like i'm waking up early as shit there's no way i'm gonna be the last one waking up it's 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 stressful but it's worth it yeah 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 last night uh, last time i spent the night with family i woke up at like 6 a.m because everyone, oh, here's the thing. I, I I was I was with some family, and, like, they were all talking about how they wake up at, like, 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. I was like, fuck, like, okay, I really got to get my shit together for the next day. And so I woke up at, like, 6 a.m., right? And I was like, this is the best I can do. It's, it's a Sunday. Come on. And I woke up, good. and, like, everyone was sleeping for another two hours. So I was like, you lying assholes. <laughs> you guys are just trying to brag. Like, <laughs> Yeah, people love making promises <laughs> about that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I fucking hate is when someone wakes up early, this is one of my biggest pet peeves, actually, and makes breakfast for everybody, and everyone's like, oh my god, thank you so much, this is delicious, and everything, and then afterwards, since you didn't make breakfast, you have to like, do the dishes, <laughs> and then so you just like, sort of, ha- you're forced into doing the dishes, and then nobody thanks you for doing the dishes, uh. Man, the, uh, the unappreciated life of a dishwasher, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, gonna be the name of your autobiography. The- Everyone wants a revolution, but nobody wants to do the dishes. <laughs> Is that the opening line? <laughs> yeah, I'm in yeah. a pirate Oh, okay. <laughs> you haven't seen that, like, uh, it's up, like, in a lot of houses where, like, a bunch of hippies live together, and there's, like, a chore wheel and shit. That's, like, a uh, slogan they'll have, like, over the uh, sink. Ugh, chore wheel. <laughs> What doing you, dishes is a good chore. On what the are you chore doing wheel. at hippie houses with chore wheels, Jesse? Well, a lot of them was in college. Oh, okay. Going to friends' houses in college, and then going to my other back home friends' houses that were their college houses. All right, that's reasonable. Um, all right, well we'll check back. All right, all right. Here we are. It's ten thirty a.m. We just walked to another area. We're, um, standing in front of rocks, and then beyond the rocks is peaceful water. There's many, a uh, waterfowl resting. They look like little rock, like it's low tide, and the reeds are rising up above mm. the water. But really, it's just little ducks. Yeah, very little movement from them. Um, bad little metaphor. But... We were just talking about bad breath, because for some reason it smells like bad breath here. And Jesse was- We are put- talking about Thomas' old girlfriend, Ginger Vitus. My old girlfriend, Ginger, with gingivitis. um, That's a made-up person, but he was posing the question, would that be a deal-breaker for me if a girl had horrible breath and it could not be remedied? Everything else about her was perfect. I say yes. I think that's uh, that's not something you can get over, you know? Awful breath that could not be remedied, that would be a deal-breaker. Your answer, Jesse? (laughs) I think if I had gingivitis too, then I could. Ooh, maybe you could okay. Alright, alright, hold on. What about a dating site for people with halitosis and gingivitis? Do you know halitosis is gingivitis. a, a made-up term? Really? Like by the Listerine company. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stopped using mouthwash because I heard you're not supposed to. Nah, that's bullshit. Use mouthwash. And floss. I floss. Good. Um... Alright, so here, here's, here's the theoretical- <laughs> But I'm a bad kisser. <laughs> here's the theoretical situation I posed to my friends the other day. Alright. I'm posing it to you now, Jesse. All right? So you meet the perfect woman, the woman of your dreams. Everything about her... Marry her. <laughs> Hold on. Everything about her is perfect, except she has armpit hair and she does not want to shave it. So she just has hairy pits. Oh, that's fine. That's fine? Yeah, I can deal. Okay. Deal breaker for me. Really? Yeah. I couldn't couldn't deal with it. It'd be too much. I, I really... <laughs> Find that wildly unattractive, but ah. I didn't go to some hi- hippie college, so maybe uh, if I did, I would be less grossed out by that. Yeah, you just gotta develop a little tolerance. What yeah. about a little leg hair? No, thank you. Or a little mustache a little on a gal? Strong, no. All I of ca- it. I'll t- I could handle a little mustache even. Oh boy, well Jesse, I guess it just goes to show that uh, there's the right woman out there for everyone. You know, <laughs> you just have to pick which. Uh, like unattractive trade is the least objectionable to you Yeah, and yeah, then just yeah. dive deep into right. the world. Oh, That's a great point, Jesse. That's how you find the perfect woman for you. You figure out that thing that other people might be grossed out by or bugged by that you don't mind and then you zero in on it. But a lot of armpit haired girls are prickly about other things, so that's like a... Uh... Such as their prickly legs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Prickly? What do you mean prickly? But like well, dirt. they don't always want to hear your misogynistic music. Uh, or, you know, yeah, your little wisecracks or your uh, men's rights um, <laughs> monologues. That's right. Yeah, and I have a lot of them. Um, all right. Well, I'm glad we know where we stand. Um, I guess bad breath, arm hair, no go for me. Um, what's a? It's all a go for me. It's all a go. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what what would be a go for me. <laughs> What's a bad thing you could overcome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about one leg? Uh, yeah, I mean, theoretically, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could overcome that, I don't care. Yeah, all right. Death. Nah, that would be a bit weird. Cause I, I want, I wanna. That'd be a gift being with Thomas so you wouldn't have to <laughs> listen to his music. Oh boy, his... zing. Nah, because uh, I'd want to be able to talk at, you know, it'd be better for communication, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. What about racist? <laughs> uh, like, I feel like if they were, like, soft racist, it wouldn't be that bad, you know? No, they're really racist, but it's a really obscure ethnic group. <laughs> like, they hate they hate Eskimos or something like that? Yeah. Um, as long as we're not in Alaska, I think that'd be okay.
1: Cause it'd be you like, are in Alaska.
0: <laughs> If it's a racism, like once every five years I get reminded that this person hates a very particular type of people, then I feel like that's fine. Okay. Or like, all right, here- Oh, what about conservative? Not racist, but conservative. Oh, that's fine. I don't care. As long as it's not like a weird conservatism, like, you know, like, gays should be shot. You know? It's all weird. All right. Well, let's not get too political. (laughs) How about that Trump character, though? Just kidding, don't answer that question. Um, yeah, I feel like the the most acceptable form of racism is like, if it's like, you're, you're like Chinese and you live through like Japanese atrocities or something like that, you know? Like Japanese soldiers murdered my family. I don't like the Japanese. Yeah. I'm not gonna be like, hey, that's racist. It's like, oh, okay. I, well, that's not even a race. You're like nationalist or something. That's true, yeah. So that's cool. If if one if uh, if people from one country killed your family, you're you're allowed to not like that country's people. What if someone's racist? Are you allowed to rape their family to justify it? I would say and burn their house down. I would say no rape ever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> a lot of rape talk this episode. I'm not not, not too thrilled about oh, it. Oh yeah, we can take the I mean, I told the anecdote that I heard on yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't do a double down on an anecdote like that. Right. No, I understand. Um just fun to say ripe in Australia. <laughs> oh my god. All vowels are fun to say, right? How was your vacation? Like, well, it was okay. But <laughs> okay. Until I got ripe. <laughs> <laughs> uh any any bird thoughts there, Jesse? Uh, the birds are very peaceful. The birds seem extremely happy here. Yeah, I would say it's a very uh, nice area. I would recommend. I would recommend to others to go to this area and check it out. Next time you're catching the Warriors or Athletics, yeah, or the Paul Simon farewell tour. Here's what I recommend. Don't see Paul Simon. First of all. Second of all, I'm just <laughs> I got tickets actually. Yeah. Is that here at Oracle Arena? Oracle Arena. Oh, he's doing a farewell tour? I might give him to my parents at the last minute, but yeah. Um, All right, here's what I recommend for everyone. Uh, Buy tickets for an evening game uh, at the Golden State Warriors. Show up during the day. Go for a nice walk and bird watching around here. Spend the day doing this. Uh, I guess it'd be too early. Uh, All right, scrap that plan, all right. Buy tickets to a 1 p.m. Oakland A's game. Nice. Show up here at 8 a.m. Spend uh, three hours taking in the birds and the scenery. Eat your packed lunch. Show up to the game. Watch baseball. Uh, that's it. Get some Mexican food. Get some Mexican food. Yep. All right. <laughs> Anyways, we'll check back. All right. Here we are, we just uh, walked into a little inlet past a sign that said, do not disturb resting birds and we're looking- That's always a good sign. Always a good sign. So we're looking at, what do we see? We have a male duck in front of us, uh, egret to the left. Snowy egret. Snowy egret. I believe. A western gull up ahead. Um, Cormorant. Cormorant, a lot of some other ducks. They're all chilling here. We also have some litter. I see Cheetos puffs, a Wingstop cup, potato chip. What, who, who would litter here? I feel, like, I feel like you have to be a really bad person to like walk over here and like you finish your bag of <laughs> Cheeto puffs. And like, all right, I'm just going to leave this I here. A bird watcher doing that. <laughs> just like looking, got all his gear on. He pulls a thing of Cheetos and just throws like, on Like, done. But this stuff just washed up. This oh, is just washed up garbage. Oh, uh, I see what you're saying. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. I feel like someone who Just like you. Oh <laughs> uh, wow, that's probably the rudest thing you've ever said to me, Jesse. <laughs> um Well, it seems nice. Seems like the birds are are all relaxing and um, this is cool. I feel like this is the closest we've got to the birds. And it's nice that there is uh, so much interspecies mingling, you know? A reoccurring theme. Right. And uh I think uh, they don't seem to mind each other. You know, I don't know. That's, that's not an interesting thought. <laughs> <laughs> you think it, any of the fish are like? You think they're getting any, uh, getting like sick from these fish in this water at all? Like it's probably full of toxins. Oh, and stuff. I see what you're saying. God, I hope not. That's a sad thought, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it must have... All these birds must have adapted. All these birds can deal with garbage or they'd be dead already. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've seen those pictures of, like, the cut-open seagulls and it's just, like, all garbage (laughs) inside? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, that's bad. Well, I mean, good for them for being able to eat that, I guess. I don't know. We've got some little uh, six-pack rings to feed them here. Mm, Here we go. Here we go, seagull. Um, Well... Yeah. No, don't wear it <laughs> In your mouth. Um well We should just make six pack rings out of bird food. Oh Jesse, that's a great idea. Well don't they make them like they make them different out because yeah. so many like 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 dolphins were getting choked out or something, right? Oh yeah it was dolphins. Yeah, or like yeah they make th- I don't I don't know, I never I don't buy six packs of, do they still sell the, like, plastic rings? Yeah, for some of them, huh. but a lot of the time it's those, like, recyclable, like, ones that go on top, you know? Mm-hmm. The little plasticy ones. Alright, well, great. Alright, here we are, it's eleven eleven all ones. Uh, so <laughs> We, uh, we found some, uh, some wood structure. It's like a viewing structure. Uh, with stairs, and you walk up the stairs and there's a fixed scope here that... Um, it's broken, so now I'm just pretending it's a gun. <laughs> it, um, yeah, it's very broken. It looks like it will give you an eye disease if you try and use it. Um, but we both tried to use it. Um, but you, we, get a, we get an elevated view of the, the marshlands around us. And we can see the city city skyscrapers in the distance we can see the the bay bridge uh very beautiful very peaceful i feel i feel very at peace we encountered the uh the group of middle-aged birders again from a different area but they were they were very engaged in their birding, so we decided not to mess with them. Yeah, no one said, they didn't say hi, we didn't say Yeah, hi. yeah, yeah. You know, the hardcore birders are very, um, you know, they're very, very clicky, you know. They, they got their group, they're not trying to talk to anyone. They're just trying to look at birds. It is hard to make inroads. Yeah. When I took my bird in class, I was trying to, like, pick my different friends in class, but... How, how'd that, that go? We should talk about your birding class. We haven't talked about the birding class that you went to. It was a day-long class in Marin. Yeah. Yeah, up in Point Reyes. Okay. Trying to remember some facts that I learned. I remember you telling me that the uh, the laugh threshold was very low. Like all of your all of your like easy jokes like got big laughs from the crowd. No, yeah. yeah. But then if you actually make like a good joke that people don't laugh at it. It's like only the only the... Only the also. low-hanging fruit they enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. These people needed to take a comedy class. Right. <laughs> forget about that birding class. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I learned something about vultures and the way that they eat deer that I'm trying to remember here. There mm-hmm. was a kid there. I was not the youngest person. In oh. <laughs> there was a kid who really knew his shit. Really? Yeah. Were you, uh... Oh, the doc... I think vultures have to wait for the deer to soften before they can eat it. Hmm. Because they can't, uh, pierce the hide. So they have to just sit there circling around just looking at the dead deer and hoping nothing eats it. Wow. So I guess they need the deer to, like, pass rigor mortis and, like, decompose a little? Yeah. Interesting. What a life. What a life. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, there was a great moment in class when uh, someone pointed and was like, is this a crow or a raven? And I was like, oh boy. <laughs> and then the t- instructor went, how many people think this is a crow? And how many people think it's a raven? Uh-huh. And of course, I fucking nailed it. Nice. How many, how, like what percentage of the class knew the right answer? Most people got it wrong. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, that that sounds like a nice moment. That's sort of becoming my specialty is differentiating between crows and ravens. Yeah. Yeah. Quite the specialty yeah. Yeah, well the crow's my favorite bird Yeah, 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 did I tell you did we talk about this before the uh, the revelation I had about crows? Uh, in one of my science courses It was some class like yeah, my interest it was some type of like physiology or something But we had a. it was like biology physiology whatever and for some reason uh, We watched this video of a crow that had like learned this series of tasks to get to food. You know, like it had to like take this stick, move it over here, like move this door. Like it had to complete these like six tasks to get to food, right? Yeah. And and it was the first thing the teacher played. Like, oh, I just wanted to show you like, I don't know, how smart these creatures are. And I was watching it and I was like, I don't think I'd be able to figure out how to do that. (laughs) I was like, oh no, oh no, crows are smarter than me. Like, what am I doing with my life? I should not be in a classroom, I should be digging a ditch. Like, crows are smarter than me, ah! And I had a a real existential crisis. They're just book smart. The entire class. (laughs) But uh, I've since gotten over it. Crows can be smarter than me, that's fine. Fuck you, crows, you know? I have thumbs and you don't, so crows don't uh, go humaning, you know. Right. There's something you can do. Right. Or maybe they do. That was a bit of a stretch. Maybe I'm dumb too. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. (laughs) Uh, Intelligence is all relative. There's many different kinds. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I always come back to to try and uh, save myself a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, Well, anyways, uh, we haven't seen any new birds. I'm gonna insert here some facts that I learned from class because I have some notes sitting back at home, and I'll uh, I'll uh, summarize them for you when I get back and edit this. Okay. So right here, uh, uh, when you're when you see a bird in the wild, instead of looking down for your binoculars, and then holding them up to your face and trying to find the bird you keep your eyes fixated on the bird and you just raise the binoculars to your eyes and so you're already aimed at the bird and uh uh fly don't land very much and are hard to follow with your binoculars and i couldn't find my notes and we're back (laughs) and we're still talking yep still talking wow hey great bird facts Yeah, thanks i really like the one about um how red tail talks yep oh boy it's like who knew their tails were red not I. I did never think of using that to actually identify a red-tailed hawk for some reason. <laughs> you no, know, That was my school mascot. Yeah? yeah. Uh, mine was the Blue Devils. Boo. Yeah, why blue? That's my question. I th- isn't, is the Blue Devil an animal or? I thought the Blue Devil was like an animal and that's why all those teams are called the Blue Devils. Oh, really? Well, our our logo was a Blue Devil, so. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> A red devil would be too scary, right? Maybe that. Maybe that's it. It's like it's a, too hell. Yeah, yeah. It reminds people of hell, right? But why? It reminds us all that we're going to hell, right? Yeah, and hell for me would be security guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh man, what if hell is like it's personalized to each person you know it's not just like yeah that's what hell is yeah so it's not just you're you're underground in flames and and sweating and there's death metal playing it's like it's like your personal hell you know yeah yeah and it's somehow you have ironic punishments based on the sins that you committed Uh uh-huh it's all related to that so like if you were a piece of shit alcoholic when you died you're forced to like you're like, four. let's see how much you like being addicted to Gorilla cum. <laughs> My dream is to uh, design punishments for people in hell. <laughs> 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 My personal hell is uh, not being able to see any birds. Well maybe that, okay, maybe that would be heaven for you getting to design personal hells for people. Yeah. Oh, okay, we'll try and live a good life there, Jesse. Okay. All right. I'm doing my best. All right, well, I think that's enough bird facts I jack for off now. sometimes, but... <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Jesus is watching you, but that's okay. <laughs> I can deal. All right. You started off so strong. <laughs> yeah, man. All right, here we are, back at uh, Jesse's car. In his uh, Honda with the uh, flames on the side. Well, now someone's gonna fucking key my car or something. A i h nine three six. Listen to some DJ Screw. Um, it's twelve twenty three. I feel like Jesse. We had a very pleasant AM together. It sure was pleasant. Yeah. If if not, you know filled with rare birds, or, you know, I mean, I'm not sure I learned any birding knowledge, but... Yeah, I think what was cool to me is to see a group of birders out there birding, <laughs> you know? Like, I felt like I was really in the mix, you know, with these other birders, so that was cool, and, uh, yeah, not not too many birds out there, but maybe it's just not their season, you know? Yeah, I, uh, I, was, I was hoping for that burrowing owl, but... Yeah. I think it's just, uh... Hey, I mean, we did show up kind of late a little bit. Yeah. And... That was my uh, fault, And there's a lot of people in this area. No, I was late also. I was late before you were late. Okay. Well, I guess you got me beat then. Um... Well, anyways, what did we learn today? We learned, um... Birding is... Something that can be enjoyed in groups of middle-aged people. And we learned that uh, birding is best done with a friend. We learned nature is good for you. Um, What else? Well, there's different types of birding. Okay. Which I was reminded of today. There's like goal-oriented birding. And then there's just like hanging out with friends birding. Yeah. One of them involves bringing a scope. One of them does not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll be hitting the scope in later episodes. Uh, hell yeah. We won't be purchasing scopes. And yeah. we won't be flying to Alabama to see the yellow cardinal. So your mom has a scope? Yeah. That's sick. That's a serious birder right there. And she bought it for burning, not for just like pervin. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's their slogan, uh, the scopes. It's like great for pervin or burden. <laughs> Right? I heard there's a rare bird at the school. <laughs> <laughs> I heard there's a rare bird at the. The locker room high. Cardinal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it, everyone. Bye.